Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our second episode of Back Porch Leadership. And I'm your host, Ken McQuiston. First and foremost, I'd like to take a few minutes to just thank everybody who had listened to our first episode where we talked about understanding our leadership values and where they came from. I was truly humbled and honored to get the feedback and comments from folks that were able to listen in. And I just want to thank you all for doing that. And for those of you who are with us for the first time, uh, I hope you enjoy what we have to talk about while we're here. You know, a lot of the feedback that I got was very supportive, but some listeners actually expressed some concerns as well about okay, we know who we are as leaders with regard to our values, but what do we do now in this truly challenging time that we're living in? And you know what? There's a lot of unanswered questions out there that we need to spend some time talking about. I will tell you, I, like you, am concerned about a lot of the things that we see going on in the world whether it's our political environment, whether it's the social unrest, whether it's the challenges that we're facing with uh, ethnicities, if it has to do with, you know, the COVID-19 virus and our response to it, and even all those other things in our lives that have been impacted, altered, and forever changed based on the things that are going on right now. This is truly a challenging time. I remember being a young kid and listening to my grandparents and parents talking about things that affected them in their lives, primarily things like the Great Depression from my grandparents and World War II with my parents when they were young. And then listening to people as I got older talk about things like Vietnam, Korea, and the first time that we uh, a man set foot on the moon, and, and all of these things that were points in our lives and points in our history that significantly changed the way we lived and the way we operated from that point forward. And I truly think that that's going to happen in light of all the things we're dealing with now, not only politically, but uh, socially. Uh, the way we conduct our lives, the way we come in contact with each other, I think will forever be altered. And it's going to take some time for us to get back to a place where we can call it normal. And, you know, we hear the phrase being talked about quite a bit, the new normal. Well, I think the new normal is going to be decided by all of us. I'm not going to think that we need to leave it up to folks in politics or CEOs of large companies, I think when it comes right down to what we're going to do as people, it's going to be us. And it's going to be all of us deciding how we operate within the worlds that we live in. And with that being said, you know, after listening to, you know, my grandparents and my parents talk about issues that changed the way they thought, uh, when they thought maybe they were not going to come out of a situation, uh, and they eventually did, it keeps taking me back to a point in time where I wasn't so sure that we would see a good ending 
And that, of course, was on September 11th of 2001, when the World Trade Center were hit by two airplanes. Another airplane hit the Pentagon, and another commercial airplane crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And I have to tell you that being a brand new chief master sergeant in the Air Force, stationed in Germany with our family there, and getting word late in the afternoon of the events that happened or were happening in New York and in Washington, D.C., I can't begin to tell you how challenged I thought I was going to be. Here I was in this brand new job, which is uh, titled a command chief master sergeant, and I had only been in it for five days, six days, when September 11th rolled around. I also had the additional thought that on September 10th, 2001, my mother and father who had been visiting Germany for the two weeks prior were actually on an airplane flying back to the States, back to Philadelphia, right when all of these things were happening. My mind was racing in a million different directions. How was I going to be the leader that I needed to be with all these things going on? And like you probably questioned yourself at times right now, I questioned myself then. I didn't know if I was going to be the leader that I needed to be, not only for the members of the military and the base that I was stationed at, but also for my family and those who were important to me in my life. And I was very, very concerned. But what I did was I took the opportunity to sit down, find a quiet space among all the madness and mayhem that was going on around us. Everything from trying to secure the installation, trying to make sure that children that were in local schools got home safe, to ensure that we were making sure that everything from medical attention to deployment opportunities to things that were going on on the installation were being taken care of, to trying to make sure that my family was safe and the safety of all the other families as well. Listening to conversation and meeting after meeting of people trying to figure out exactly what had happened, what was going on, and more importantly, how we were gonna react. And it was more than one time where I had to say to myself, am I up to this? Am I up to this challenge? And I spent a considerable amount of time actually questioning myself of whether I was the right person to be in the job at that right time to be able to address the challenges not only our nation was facing, but the world. And that makes me think about where we're at right now and what's going on in our world. And how can we, as people, influence and impact the things that are going on around us in a way that's not only going to be beneficial for us as individuals, but also to our loved ones and the people that we work with and the people we come in contact with 
on a near daily basis. Let's face it, nobody likes sitting in their house. Nobody likes not being with people that they normally interact with. Nobody enjoys the fact that summer vacations and and the preparation for children to go back to school has been altered. Nobody likes the fact that everything that we considered our normal in life has changed. For how long, we don't know. But I will tell you this, I don't think that any of the things that happened prior to the start of this pandemic will ever totally go back to the way they were before. So we as leaders have two choices. We can either badmouth all the things that have happened so far, the negative things that have impacted us in our lives, the challenges that we have faced, and I'm not trying to diminish any of them. I know that there are many people that lost jobs, lost opportunities for advancement, children being restricted to their homes or not being able to go to school. And then now is, you know, we're entering into the fall and people not knowing whether their children are going to be able to go back to school or not are real deal issues. But what can we do to influence it? What can we do to impact it? What can we do as leaders to be positive role models and hopefully come out of this on the other side, better people? There will never be a day in my life where I don't think about the things that happened after 9-11. Everything from that very day to the weeks, months, and years that followed, including not only the time that we were sending people off to deploy, but actually the time when I had to deploy myself and head to Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan for a nice five-minute tour, a five-month tour. The first time in my professional military career I had to do that. And yes, there were times I questioned my ability to lead in that type of environment. Now, granted, we are truly not facing a full-up combat environment like we faced back then. But that nonetheless doesn't mean that any of the issues or challenges that we are facing now are any less significant to what we did back then. Because when I look at it now, there were a lot of people that were directly impacted by the events of September 11th. But when we talk about what's going on now, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's social unrest, whether it's unemployment, whether it's children not being able to go to school, I actually think in some circles that what we're addressing right now is more significant and much more widespread and impacting every man, woman, and child within our country and pretty much the world in a challenging way. So as we think about that, I ask you to do a couple of things. And first and foremost is to leverage the experience and knowledge that you have had from day one in your lives, whether it was as a child when you were learning lessons from your parents, 
you know, developing and executing your leadership values or how you face some of the challenges in your life before all of this started. And being able to take from those experiences and apply them where appropriate to what we're doing now. You know, back in our days in Germany, when I was questioning myself and whether I was able to do the things that I needed to do, I purposely would find time every day or so to kind of pull off in my car, sit off to the side of the road in a quiet place on the base and just think about what are those big things that I need to come up with to be able to be the best leader that I could be at a time when others were looking for me to be a person to guide, advise, consult, and mentor as we face these challenges. So what I did was I am a habitual note taker. Those that know me know I always carry a notebook with me. And I'm always writing something down. I'm always putting something in it. One of those days I sat down and for a couple of hours just started writing. And what I did was I came up with seven items that if I could do these seven things and do them to the best of my ability, that I think I could have a positive impact on not only the people that I was supposed to lead, but also influence the people that were looking for, to me to be a better person in a time of very uncertain challenges that we were facing. So the first thing I said that I needed to do was to get smart. And what I meant by getting smart was taking the time to learn as much about the issue, the topic, or the challenge as I could in a reasonable amount of time. So when I needed to have conversations or discussions about it, I could do it in an intelligent way. How you do that right now could be in a myriad of areas. Perhaps getting medical advice from your medical care practitioners, listening to things not only on the left side of the aisle, but the right side of the aisle as well when it comes to politics. When addressing issues of social change, not being afraid to listen to people that may be different than you, that are addressing challenges that you may not be aware of, or have never experienced. Take that opportunity and make it a responsibility for you as a leader to get smart on those big items. The next thing would be to act on the things you can influence. There are a lot of things in life that we do not have the ability to influence. The president is not going to call me up on the phone and ask me how I think the next step should be and how we address the pandemic. I'm going to have the secretary of labor call me up and ask me how we should talk about uh, unemployment rates in the United States. And I know that there's not social organizations that aren't going to call me to ask me my opinions on how we should address social unrest. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that we as individuals are really good at or experienced at where we can provide insight, hope, and caring to others. For example, one of the things I like to do is have conversations with people. 
I like to talk to folks and ask them how they're doing. I like to see what's important to them and see if there's a way that I can help. Maybe that will work for you as well. When was the last time you sat down with one of your children and asked them what's on their mind? Have you done it with a coworker? Have you done that with a relative or a friend, maybe from high school that you haven't talked to in a long time? Maybe now's the time to do that. To leverage the things that you are really good at to help other people improve their stage in life. And that also helps with their ability to develop trust in you and you in them. Because right now, I think we need a lot more of that in our world. The next thing I'd say is leverage the experts. And when I talk about leveraging the experts, after September 11th, I was assigned to a fighter unit with F-16 and A-10 fighters. And it was the first time in my military career that I had been in such a unit. My depth of knowledge with regard to what the capabilities uh, and the needs of those who service those aircraft was limited. So I had to reach out to people that were experts that had been doing it for years to ask them to help make me more knowledgeable of what those issues were so I could help where I could. And even more so, in a leadership role, if you're not the expert, let the experts do their thing. You don't always have to be the person that's doing it. Sometimes just trusting those other people that know how to execute a job or a responsibility or anything that could impact what's going on in your world, let them do it and trust them. Because they will no doubt reciprocate and trust you back for letting them do it. I'm the first guy to tell you if I don't know anything about what's going on with a particular issue. When I first got into this line of work that I'm in now in the agriculture business, I explained to people that I'm born and raised in Philadelphia where we relied on public transportation, uh, you know, corn and soybeans. For me, corn came from the back of the grocery store and I thought everything to do with soybeans had to do with making soy sauce. And granted, when I would say that on an agriculture site, they laugh because it's been their life for almost their entire lives. Let the experts be experts. Next up is always try to be compassionate. In other words, try to put yourself in a place of somebody else's shoes. Try to walk a few steps in their shoes and try to understand the things that are important to them. I know that my view of the world is significantly different to a whole lot of people. But I spend a lot of time trying to put myself in somebody else's place to see if taking that view from where they sit can somehow shape and help a challenge that they're facing. Compassion is so important now as well. When we talk about the things that are going on in our lives, that we need to have some more compassion about what's going on. 
Also, the next one up would be work on the present, but plan for the future. You know, there are things that we need to get done every day. But remember, leaders are not only supposed to be people that are working in the now. They are people that need to be planning for the future. And if we can't do that, we are going to face some significant challenges. You know, I do some work right now where we talk about different stages of what's going on in the world. And we have way too many leaders that are working in firefighting mode. In other words, they're putting out that big fire that's going on right now. Instead of having the time where they can help plan the strategic future of an organization or even of your family. Take that time to try to sit down and take care of your tasks at hand, but also not losing sight of the fact that you need to be able to plan for what's next. The next one is probably one of the most important that I'll bring up. And that is never miss the opportunity to ask for help when you need it. Nothing can be more disruptive to a leader's approach to things in life if we don't ask for help when we need it. I know it's hard, especially being a leader. We always want to be that person, that go-to person, that person that has every answer to every question all the time. We don't want to be the one that has to say to somebody, I don't get it, I don't know. But you know what? When it comes to being a leader, you're not supposed to be the expert of all things. You're supposed to be the person that brings together the experts to allow for group addressing of challenges and roadblocks and things that need to be resolved. Because if you surround yourself with people that are just like you, nothing will ever get done. Get those people, those experts in other fields that will help make you better and never miss the opportunity to ask them, can you explain to me what you do? I've yet to meet a person who doesn't like doing that. And the last thing I want to bring up is never miss the opportunity to set time aside to think. I know it's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes you have to purposely put it on your calendar. You have to purposely set time aside to do that. But you need time to think. You need time to think out the next steps that are going on in your life. And also to be able to think about the things you've already done and how you can mold and shape to accentuate the things that you did well and hopefully address those things that you might need some help with. I know it may sound simple, but I'm a simple kind of guy when it comes to leadership. I don't think that leadership in and of itself is rocket science. I think it's common sense. It's things like treating people the way you'd want to be treated, being respectful, being compassionate, being understanding. So if you can follow these seven items, getting smart on issues that you need to get smarter on, act on things that you can influence, 
leverage those experts that have experience that you don't have to develop trust. Always try to be compassionate to those people around you and be understanding of their position in life and things that they may need help with. And work on your tasks that you have in your present, but always be planning for the future. Never be afraid to ask for help when you need it. And lastly, always take time to, to think. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Part of his Gettysburg Address. Those words, although very simple, I think apply to us in our country and our world where we stand right now. This is a time where we need to come together. And the only way we're going to do that is by effective leadership, by being able to embrace people that think differently than us, to be able to think about things that we may not be experts on, try to get better, to be understanding of the challenges that are going on in the world, and also be able to help people where we can. I don't have the answer to every issue or every challenge that we have in life, but I will tell you this. You don't have to be from something to do something and to become someone. All of us have value. All of us have purpose. All of us have a reason for being here. And I hope that now, as we are facing such challenging times in our lives, that we can use some of these simple seven steps to become better leaders, to become better people, and to become a better society. I hope the words today, although you know it's less than a half an hour, that they have some meaning to you. I hope that you'll continue to listen to what we say on this podcast and, and granted, would surely love to get some more input and insight from you. So please keep reaching out. Keep letting me know. Hopefully you'll share the link to the podcast and we can stay together and keep talking about those things that are important to all of us. I wish you all good health. Stay safe. Stay happy. Tell those in your life how much you love them. And never be afraid to call somebody up and tell them just how much you care about them. I hope you all have a great week. Look forward to talking to you again soon.